Hey guys, it's Kevin Hughes from TikToking, and before we get to the show, I just wanted to tell you about my live show at the Oriental Theater in Denver, Colorado, July 7th. I'm going to have special guests, Rise Hendricks, Christian McCartney, and Jeremy and Carrie Muner, and we're going to do some live podcasting, live music, and live stand-up comedy. You guys won't want to miss this. It's going to be so fun, so funny. I mean, come on, Rise Hendricks, you know that means weird bars, right? What more do I have to say about that? Tickets starting at only 25 bucks, and you can buy them now at theorientaltheater.com. Remember, guys, July 7th, the Oriental Theater in Denver, Colorado. So buy your tickets now, theorientaltheater.com, and come join us for some fun and laughs. What more can I say? Be there, guys. All right, let's get back to the show. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome to TikToking. I'm your host, Kevin Hughes. My guest today is the wonderful Whitney Blues. Whitney was such a fun person to talk to. She's so outgoing and, you know, she just loves life and she wants to do what she wants to do and nobody's going to tell her otherwise. Another great episode, guys. You guys, like I always say, you're going to love it. Because the truth is, you always do. And just a reminder before we get to her, July 7th, 2022, I will be at the Oriental Theater in Denver, Colorado, with special guests, Rise Hendricks, Christian McCartney, and Jeremy and Carrie Muner. We are going to do some podcasting, some comedy, some music. So go to theorientaltheater.com right now, guys, and buy your tickets now. Let's get to Whitney Blues. This week on TikToking with me, Kevin Hughes. Enjoy. TikToking, TikToking. Where creators come to play. TikToking, a TikToking. Find out what they have to say. TikToking, a TikToking. Fascinating interview. TikToking, a TikToking, TikToking with Kevin Hughes. Today I have the lovely Whitney Blues. Whitney, how are you? I'm fabulous. How are you? I'm doing great. So you're in Costa Rica, right? I am. Yes. And you live there? Currently. I, I'm doing like a four month. I'm doing four months here just to. Oh. I needed to get out of the States and I kept traveling a lot and I kept going back to the States every couple of weeks to take care of my plants and stuff. And I was like, what the fuck am I doing? So I uh, rented out my place and now I'm traveling a little bit more long term. So how long have you been there now? Uh, I'm in week six. Oh. Uh, and I was in Mexico for a couple of weeks before I came here. So I've been gone for almost two months. You're living that island tropical life. I love it. It's really fun. <laughs> It's really fun. So how often do you get back to the States now that you're kind of, you know, staying there? Do you still come back to visit or are you just going to do the full four months there? Um, I'm actually, my total trip away will be five months before I go back to the United States. But normally I go back every few weeks. So this is a pretty long hiatus for me because I've always had my dog in mind and my plants in mind. And, and this time I was like, you know what? I really feel like I need to dive in. I need to like dip my toes in something and stay for a little while. So uh, I decided to rent an apartment here and I subletted my place. So I can't go home until mid-July. 
Well, good for you. I think that's awesome. I wish I could just pack up and go. I mean, Thank it's, you. <laughs> it, 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 it's harder than for most people than um, it seems, you know, you just, it, it, there's a lot that you have to leave behind in order for to For sure. That. My job is definitely conducive. And then I will say like, because of my life experiences, I have this uh, don't give a fuck attitude <laughs> that I've gained from uh, basically trauma. <laughs> yeah. That it's, it's really shown me like, you know what, fuck it. It doesn't matter. Just go. And if you, if you don't do this stuff, like you may never have the opportunity. So I decided after um, my brother died that I was like, you bitch, go, bitch, go. So uh, bitch is gone. <laughs> well, how do you like living there so far? Um, I, I really, I really do like it. I feel that I have a little bit more of, um, I'm drinking a little more than I would like to, for sure. <laughs> But I'm having a lot of fun and it's it's really interesting. So I go, like we'll probably talk about it a bit. I go on a lot of Tinder dates. I go on dates often. It's how I meet people. It's how I, I'm working on a book and I make, um, I make like, I make porn. So the way I meet my co-stars is through Tinder. So I'm meeting all these great people and I tend to meet people that are exclusively from other countries. So I'm having this amazing experience where every time I go out a couple times a week maybe is with a new person from, you know, a different country. So I'm learning so much about other people and their cultures and it's really cool. Yeah, that but is I, li- cool. I like it. Yeah. And the main uh, spoken language out there is Spanish, correct? It is. And my Spanish is passable. Like I can, I can definitely order... I can definitely uh, ask for help. I, I had some trouble with my car when I was here the first time and I broke down a bunch and I was able to communicate that to somebody about what was going on. Um, I can, I, I'm passable, but my Spanish is not perfect. But I do live in a very touristy place, so people do speak English here. Okay, so yeah, that's what I was going to ask. I was going to see if maybe you, you caught any heat at all just from being from the States and not from there and you know, people get territorial and I just wondered how that all went. I don't get a lot of heat. Um, <laughs> and I'm not, this is like humble brag style. Like I feel that if I, if I looked different, maybe people would treat me differently, but I feel like people are pretty, pretty fucking nice to me, to be honest. Um, the locals here are pretty accommodating. They all, you know, they all have the same thing in mind. They're like, they're here to make money. And they see they see a tourist and they think like, you know, this person could potentially spend money in my business. So people are relatively friendly and I don't I'm not I have not had any hate or been treated poorly by anyone. Oh, that's good to hear. Yeah, it's really nice. (laughs) So I'm curious. I've never been there. How is are the beaches? Are they nude beaches or they do they have a little bit of both? So when I was in Mexico, it was like tits out, you know? Yeah. And here I have not seen any titties. So I am keeping the girls contained. We have like some pretty serious tan lines going, um, (laughs) if you can tell. But uh, I'm sure I could find myself some private beaches. So I'm on the Pacific side of the Costa Rica. And when I was on the Caribbean side, those beaches are really, really um, quiet. They're, They're almost like no people on them. You could do whatever the fuck. But where I am now is pretty touristy, and I feel that um, it would be inappropriate. So I'm keeping my tits in at the moment. I don't know. You're not in the U.S. I don't really think it's inappropriate. If people are going outside the country, they have to expect 
So when I was a kid, I went on a cruise with my parents and we went to the Virgin Islands and we told the taxi driver. To fuck a virgin? (laughs) No, no, I was 15. I should have. Yeah, I was going to say that doesn't matter. 15 (laughs) is totally. (laughs) That is true. (laughs) But um, so my dad told the taxi driver, he's like, okay, we want to go to the beach, but no nude beaches just because, you know, it was me and my younger sister's. And the first thing he takes us is a full nude beach. And we're, you know, we didn't know this. We get out of the taxi, we're walking to the beach, and all of a sudden it's just dick and balls and yes. And (laughs) and my dad's like, I, it was like a cartoon character. Like his mouth dropped probably to his, like the bottom of his chest line. And he's just like, oh my God, I told the guy. And he's like, Kevin, close your eyes. And I'm like, yeah, sure. I'll do that, dad. I'm a 15 year old. I think the guy probably thought he meant bring us to a nude beach. Probably. Yeah. <laughs> it's it a language it was, barrier. I was kind of disappointed though because, and maybe it was because it was like the tourist spot, maybe, but there was like no really attractive people. It seemed like everybody on the nude beach was not who you wanted to see. It's not Baywatch, you know what I mean? <laughs> like, oh, I do. So we have a nude beach. So I'm from, I live in San Diego typically. Um, that's like my home base. And we have mm-hmm. a nude beach there that I love to go to. And I will say, um, if I was a gay man, like, fuck yes to this nude beach. Cause it's like all these, it's like old gays. Um, and I say this with like the utmost respect and they all have like their cocks pierced. It's so interesting. Like you see these like old fucking dudes with massive dicks with fucking huge barbells through their cocks. You're like, wait, what the fuck? This guy's got like a <laughs> Prince Albert. Um, it's interesting because there's not a lot of like, you know, there's not a lot of people who look like me necessarily or people who like I would fuck on this beach. It's like these gays. But I do have some gay friends that are like, yo, Black's Beach. Oh. And I'm like, really? You fuck dudes on Black's Beach? And they're like all the time. So really? I, you know, there's I have like some things I would just like to say just off the cuff, like for straight people, which I'm not necessarily straight, but like I do tend to fuck men. Grinder for gays. Why isn't there a grinder for straight people? Like it's literally like you're 25 feet away from someone who wants to have sex with you. Why doesn't that exist? Uh, gay beaches or I'm sorry, nude beaches. The gays take them over and like the straight people like they're not. It's not for us. Uh, I wish that those things were geared more towards straight people. But I think that straight people are pretty fucking uptight. So, yeah, that's what I was going to say. Maybe it's just that barrier because, you know, I've known a lot of gay people in my life and yeah they know how to do it yeah and they they just don't care you know they're at a point where they're just like we are who we are and that's kind of the point of my lifestyle and i'm gonna do whatever i want where i want i'm an old gay man (laughs) (laughs) actually turns out i'm actually like an old gay expat that's that's who i am inside this is who you reincarnated uh yeah like there's there's a few other incarnations in me depending who you ask but uh, i think my main personality is like old gay dude not that i like to well that's not true i do love sucking dick but like i have the openness and the um just like the i don't give a fuck and i'm down to like i feel like the i feel like the old gays are just like hey i like you you're attractive let's bang and uh, straight people just like don't do that. I'm just saying there's not a beach that straights go to and they're like, I know I can get my dick sucked at this beach if someone thinks I'm hot. There's not an app yeah, crazy. for us that we can be like, hey, you're 30 feet away and I want to like smash. We don't have that. And maybe that's for safety for women, most likely. 
um, whatever it is, I'm just saying like there's a lot of really great stuff for the gays to just get laid whenever they want and like totally anonymously and in a fun and safe way if they're using protection, you know? And I just feel like as a straight person who is highly sexual, we don't really have anything set up like that. And and that was Grinder, you said? Yeah, Grinder is like this app. It's almost like Tinder, but it it, it it's based off of location. So it says how close to you they are. So mm. when I was in the Yucatan, my friend was with me. He's a very hot uh, gay man. I think he's more bisexual, but whatever. And he was like, oh my God, there's someone in this bar right now. And I was like, what do you mean? And he's like, look, he's here. And then I'm like, we're sitting at the fucking bar. And I was like, oh my God, he's over there. And I was like, he's hot. Oh my gosh, text him. And uh, they didn't go out that night, but they went out the next night and we talked. And I was like, how did it go? And he's like, yeah, it was cool. And then it was really funny because we were talking a little bit and I was like, I had said how I slept with someone else. And then I was like, so you didn't even hook up with that guy? And he goes, oh no, we fucked. And I was like, you're supposed to say that right away. <laughs> you it's so nonchalant. Oh, the, the, <laughs> so I, I know I talk a lot. Of, I'm like the gays. My my aunts are gay. Uh, my mom is gay. Like I, I love me some gays, and um, I just admire. I admire their 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 way of life because it's just not the way us straight people do it. Like, right? It, it is not the same. They fuck. Yeah. <laughs> they fuck. They fuck better than us, I think, and more often. Probably, I could see that. Yeah, especially especially guys, because we're already hornballs. Yeah, I think I'm so. like I said, I'm an old gay man. Like that's who I. Maybe a young gay man. Maybe I'm a young gay man. I'm a gay man in here. Just a dirty, dirty gay man. I want to eat ass. So sit, right. <laughs> Sorry. No, no, you're good. Okay, cool. So. In San Diego, you were born and raised there? No, no, no. I'm from Boston. I've only lived in San oh. Diego. I've only lived there for 16 years. Um, yeah. I moved there when I was uh, 21, almost 22. So I'm, th- okay. I'm 37 and I grew up in Boston. I lived in Los Angeles and then I moved to San Diego and... And I've been there ever since, but I travel quite a bit and I have been living abroad kind of off and on for the last year and a half. So I've lived in Mexico. I spent some time in Greece and now I'm living in Costa Rica. Wow. That's so cool. That's really cool. It helps me. So for my job, like for what I do um, with this, with this like alternate personality porn thing, um, if you follow my Instagram at all, I like to go out at night and I interview people and I talk to everyone and that's like a big part of it. I find that I'm more comfortable being this alternate personality when I'm on the road. So for me to do it in San Diego, even though all my friends know about it, like my whole town knows, like this is no secret. Whitney is not something I'm hiding. I just feel more comfortable doing it on the road. And I thrive much more when I'm on the road. And my parents are like, you're supposed to be on the road. Go get them, girl. (laughs) That's awesome. It's pretty cute. That's cool that they support it, you know. Big time, big time. A lot, yeah. A lot of parents, I think, have trouble accepting their child's lifestyle, and no matter what it is, you know. Yeah, if, of course. And especially that industry. I mean, I've known when I lived in Hollywood, I met some porn stars, and it was very like, oh yeah, I don't talk to my parents. My parents basically disowned yeah. me. You know, I and, have friends that have sad. had that same exact experience. I will say, you know, so I lost, unfortunately, I lost both of my siblings. Both of my brothers died um, in the last 11 years. And I think that my parents 
in one way are like forced to accept what I do because they're like, this is our only fucking kid. We have to love her. But I also think that my parents are just amazing and they really, they know that I'm safe and they know I care about myself and they also know I care about people. So I'm not out here doing anything to harm anyone. I never do anything without consent. I never um, use anything I don't have permission to use. Like I, I give a shit and I care about my own health. So my parents are like, we love you. And they're also pretty stoked that like um, this money is going to make sure that they don't fucking die in a nursing home. <laughs> yeah. They're going to be living in my pool house. Like it's going to be fine. Right. Mm-hmm. And you said your your mother was gay. So my so it's weird. So my mom, yeah, my mom and my dad had an open marriage when they were married. Okay. And she always had a girlfriend. And then she actually divorced my father to be a lesbian. This was, um, she left him three years ago. They divorced two years ago. And um, unfortunately, my brother died a year ago. And I think that they stayed very close friends through this divorce. And then after that happened, they became closer because they, my lights are flashing on off and on. This is some Costa Rica shit. Deal with it. Um, (laughs) We lose power here. Uh, so my mom and dad, they, you know, they're, she relates to him and he relates to her and they get along better than anybody. So even though my mom is like kind of a lesbian, her words, um, Harry is the one person, my father, that she, she can actually be herself around. And Mm. so they got fucked up on mushrooms recently, like three months, maybe two months ago now. And she reproposed. And they're getting remarried and um, I'm an ordained minister. So I'm actually going to be performing the ceremony and I'm, I'm delighted. Um, I know that they're going to have the kind of relationship that if my mom needs to fuck a bitch, like my dad's going to be all for it. And I know that they can love and respect each other so much. Like she's going to be 70. Like what, who would just grow old with this man? He loves you. Um, And I think that regardless of her gayness, uh, my dad's, this is going to sound terrible. He's never going to see this. My dad is like basically a woman anyway. So I love him. But he, you know, he dresses like a woman. He's kind of has like pretty, pretty female and feminine vibes. Um, he's amazing. I support and love my parents so, so, so much. And I just think that um, she's just realizing that he is the partner for her, whether his gender is necessarily correct for her or not. Wow. That's that's a crazy story. I mean, there's a lot going on. No, but it's cool. It's interesting. I mean, no wonder you're, I mean, is this all going to be in your book? Yeah. I mean, I'm, tr- I'm like working on figuring out how to write this book. I'm, there's so much that has happened in my life. Like I've, I've been exceptionally fortunate, um, in a weird way, like losing both your siblings sounds terrible, but in the weirdest way, it's been almost a gift for me because it's, enabled me to become this very hyper aware person. Um, I understand my emotions really, really well. And I understand how people can feel. I, I, you know, when I, when I encounter people that are having a really fucked up day or someone who's super rude to me, I can actually stop myself from hating them (laughs) because I think about that time when, oh my God, remember that day when you got this badass news? Um, you still have to go about your day and everyone's dealing with stuff. And so I've been given a gift of that. And, um, I, I'd like to write about this stuff. And if my parents give me the permission, I will. And, um, it's definitely part of my story. <laughs> it's interesting. It's interesting. Yeah, that is interesting. Yeah. 
you'll have to let me know when that when you get finished with it and if it gets published <laughs> or whatnot because i'd like to read it thank you um it, it was yeah. it's like i came here to write an erotic book which i mean regardless of what i do it's going to be erotic because i'm talking about right. my uh, erotic adventures but even if i am just talking about my life it's still gonna be erotic um but i do think the more i talk with people that i meet every day they're like I think you shouldn't just talk about your dates. I think you should talk about your life because your life is really interesting and your parents and your relationship with your parents is really interesting. And, you know, the more I hear that, the more I think that maybe I'll go in that direction. I think when you're writing a book, you just have to write and not worry so much about what it's what the end game is and maybe maybe mm -hmm. decide that once you get a little further into it. And that's I'm, – I'm just allowing it to happen right now and hoping that um, – that it's a that I'm getting it off my chest and then I'll we'll go back and edit sure. later. <laughs> yeah. So it's all like it's kind of like a memoir then. As of right can, now, but it like making. but parts of me want to write it as fiction and parts of me want to write it as mm. as uh you know, nonfiction. I I don't know. What all I'm doing is writing and what I do is I I do talk to other writers often. I've I host a book club. I've been hosting my book club for five years and um, someone in my book club is writing. He's a college professor. He's writing a novel. He and I speak and he his advice is always the same. It's just like, just write, just write, just get it off your chest and you can decide what the, what the format is later. Like it doesn't really matter. And while you're there, you're experiencing it, write what you're experiencing and you know, there's no timeline for me. I'm not doing this because some publisher is like, here's $500,000, write a book. No one gives a fuck. <laughs> I'm just doing it for right. me because I said I was going to. Um, and so I'm allowing it to just happen. Wow. That's amazing. I, th I think that's great. I mean, right now. but Thanks. I think books are really, unfortunately kind of going obsolete only because we have, well, yeah. well, hold on, hold on, hold on. I think with technology, the kids now that are coming up are more, prone to go to YouTube or go to an audio book rather than, you know, opening up an actual book and reading it. And that's what I meant by that. I think, no, and I, I totally agree. I think audiobooks are acceptable. Mm -hmm. I, you know, as a, as a book club host, I don't, we have one rule in my book club and it's, you have to read the book. And I don't care if you read it or listened to it. Like if you did it, you did it. Um, I understand. So I'm an artist I'm a painter. Oh, cool. And before I did porn, I used to do commission artwork for a living. And a lot of the times I would listen to my books for book club because I was working on a painting and I couldn't be fucking reading and writing or, and painting. Right. So I don't think that that is making books obsolete. I think, I think the audiobooks still count. Um, I think YouTube changes things for sure. And when people are just like focusing on digital clips, it's a mm -hmm. difference. But I really do believe that books will always have and do have such a huge cult following. Like more people read than you would sure. think. And I I believe very strongly in the like laws of the universe. And I tend, especially in my travels, I tend to meet so many people. And the majority of the people I meet read. They really do. Um, we may not read the same stuff, but they read. And they may not read like 80 books a year like I do, but they fucking yeah. read. And so I don't think that that reading and books are going anywhere. I think that maybe the format, like I use digital, I use Kindle because I'm traveling all the time and my Kindle holds 500 books and it's this fucking big. Um, 
But I do, I mean, maybe the paperback is going to go out of style, but I don't think reading is going to. Yeah, and I didn't mean that in a negative way. I think I was just... Not at yeah, all. Yeah, and I was just, I'm thinking like, to me, an audiobook is okay, but I think it's the brain activity that you're using while you're actually mm -hmm. physically reading the mm. words on a page. Because in your mind, so there's such a huge difference. So this is a little sub story. We read a book a couple of years ago in my book club. It was called um, Where the Crawdads Sing. Mm -hmm. And I was working on this huge um, commission piece. And I, I had to listen to the book because I was working on this commission painting and I couldn't read it. It was one of the best books we've ever read as a book club. And I was so fucking pissed off <laughs> that I listened to it. One, because the narrator gave the main character a voice I did not think suited her. I thought she was a much more strong character than the voice that she gave. Mm -hmm. But like the narrator used this little, she talked like this. And I thought that the girl was way more <laughs> fucking powerful. Okay. But also there's something to be said about imagining it in your mind as you're reading yes. it, like experiencing it in your head and, and visualizing these scenes and these characters a hundred percent there that matters, but there you do still, you still have that imagery in your head when you're listening to it. You do. It's just not as pal palpable. I don't think that's the right word. It's just not as strong. Sure. You know, I think reading it will always be better and it's like so much more brain exercise for your mind. So of course I stand by like reading, mm -hmm. always read if you can, but like I do understand when sometimes you can't, but I think that any... Any book, whether you're doing audio or reading it, like it's good for you. Fucking get into it. Yeah. And so from experience, I also enjoy reading. Um, I don't do it as much as I should, but I am a huge fan of just Michael J. Fox, if you know who he is. Uh, like the actor? Yeah. So he's a writer. So he's written a few books and his, Stop and me. yeah, and his most recent one. I did not know yeah. that. And uh, his most recent one is No Time Like the Future. Um, and okay. it's basically his life struggles since he's had Parkinson's and Parkinson's, everything that yes. he's had to deal with. And I was so ready to read it because I'm like, okay, I love this guy. Like, I want to hear all about his story. So I got it on a paperback, but then I also got it in an audio book. So when I'm at work, I drive a lot so I can just listen to it. And it was that he narr he was the narrator, which was kind of cool hearing him <sighs> read it. And he has a good He voice. does, yeah. But the problem was... Just what you said earlier, if I'm reading it on paper myself, I can envision things a little bit better. My imagination definitely expands. Always. But when I was listening to it, it was just kind of listening to him read it. Like I wasn't feeling the yeah. same feeling I would get if I was reading it on a, you know, a book. So I just think when it comes to our minds, they respond better. Mm -hmm. I'm a little obsessed with like, continuing to exercise my mind and use my brain properly. I think that we are given, you know, these neural pathways in our mind and that the more we exercise them, that the stronger they are and the better our lives are going to be if we're using our minds. Right. Yeah. So I tend to, I tend to read as much as possible. I do my crosswords. I like, I don't know. I like to brain exercise myself. Like I'm trying to learn another language right now and listening to a book definitely doesn't, um, challenge your mind the same way, but it, it, but it doesn't not either, you know, like it is challenging you a little bit if you're giving it your full attention, sure. if you're giving it your full attention and you're, and you're in 
engulfed in it and you're actually trying to envision what's happening, then yes. But the problem is, is that as humans right now, we're so used to getting overloaded with fucking media. We're used to hearing and seeing shit. So when we're listening to something, we tune out mm-hmm. because we're now, it's just like our, um, it's our nature at this point, unfortunately, to kind of tune out what we're listening to because of how much media we take in on a daily basis. And that is the difference between reading something versus listening to it. It's really up to you to sit and focus or not. And like I said, I tend to listen to books when I'm painting. So you know my focus is not on the book. I'm fucking painting. Right. So am I really taking it in and absorbing it and envisioning in my mind? No, not as much. And that is why there's always such a beauty in reading something versus listening. Yeah. I agree. And, and I'm sitting here watching you and I'm thinking about everything that you do and like, you're an artist all the way around. I mean, whether that's writing a novel that, that, that takes an artist, you're a painter and your profession. And let's talk. I sing. (laughs) You sing too? (laughs) Too. I do. See, Yeah. You're an all around artist. That's amazing. Yes. Don't throw a fucking ball at me because I will not catch it. But anything artistic, literally anything, like I could retile your kitchen floor right now. Um, I'm really good at anything that has to do with creativity or building or any kind of uh, creative mechanics. Well, that's amazing. That That's awesome. And that's Thank a you. great skill to have. I mean, I, I feel myself that I'm an artist. I, I draw. I, I do this podcast. And to me, that's an art. You have to have some ability to be yeah. able to speak to people. and. Um, of course and I'm on TikTok and I do all my weird shit on TikTok and uh, you know it takes a certain I don't know what that is <laughs> but uh so on your with your profession we'll talk about that a yes. little bit let's talk about my job okay so and I uh I'm, I was trying to think where to start with this because <laughs> no, and I don't mean that in a negative way at all like I, I, I no I want to hear okay. it I'm so excited I guess it's more curiosity on my end it's At what age did you decide like, hey, this is what I want to do? So, you know, everybody had this crazy experience in 2020, right? We all went into a global pandemic. The world fucking ended. I had been, I had just started my own business. I was doing a, um, it was basically like a friendly renters renovation company. Mm -hmm. So I would renovate your apartment without you losing your deposit. So I would come in, retile the kitchen floor, maybe paint the walls, add crown molding, just redo the apartment. And and I would get everything okayed by your landlord. So this is like, so in San Diego, we have a lot of long-term rentals. Like I've rented my apartment for nine years and I redid my whole place. Um, and my landlord and I kind of have an agreement like, oh, do what you want. And He's in some circumstances has paid half, whatever. Anyways, so I was running this business where I was, I was redoing people's homes and um, I was having a lot of fun with it. And then COVID hit and I couldn't go in anyone's houses anymore. Right. I was, I lost my fucking job. Um, I had left the bar a little prior to that and I started doing art on TikTok and I was painting rocks on TikTok and it was crazy. I got 4 million fucking followers watching me paint rocks. Oh my God. You know, don't say it because I deleted it all because it was under my real name and it was like really obvious who I was. Sure. Based, based on it. So based, my thought process was, holy shit, this is amazing. How do I get these 4 million people to give me a dollar? I need to stop what I'm doing and I need to reassess and I'm going to pull my tits out. And um, 
I may not have 4 million followers, but even if I have 100,000, fuck, if I can get 10% of them to give me a dollar, like we're good. So I, I scrapped my art stuff. I created Whitney Blues and I started doing kind of like comedy on TikTok and Instagram mm-hmm. and then just like hot photo shoots and stuff. And then I opened an OnlyFans page and then started selling like explicit videos through my OnlyFans to that person. Like, so there's all these people who follow me and then I'm like, there's a percentage of those people who also want to jerk off to me, men and women. And so I you know, was like, hey, you can right. <laughs> go to WhitneyBlues.com. <laughs> and that was kind of how I started. So I started, I did start during the pandemic. Um, that was, it was like not a planned thing, but it was one of those things that once I started doing it, I realized very quickly, like, oh my God, I love it. Like, I actually really like what I do. Sure. I, I'm having so much fun. And because of my um, background in construction and interior design, I was I was renovating my garage into, you know, doctor's offices, teacher's lounges, whatever. Okay. So I would go on Chatterbait. I would live stream the renovation. People would tip me to watch me renovate my garage into whatever I made it into, mm-hmm. naked. Uh, and then I would get someone off Tinder, make a video with them, and then sell the video. And all the while, talk about everything on Instagram. About like, how's it? I'm like, this is what I'm doing. I'm going on this date tonight, you know, on my stories. And it just kind of blew up. I never got back to 4 million. But um, but even just like having 100,000 followers on TikTok, like that was that was enough to get me making money and, and, and generating income for myself. Although I will say TikTok has deleted me multiple times. <laughs> well, I'm on account number six. Oh, geez. And, and I was going to say, you know, it doesn't matter if you have 4 million followers or 100,000. If you're making more money with 100,000 followers than you were with 4 million, that's what it's about, right? That's why people tend to try to create and become something because ultimately it comes down to that that dollar bill, you know? I would rather have a cult following of, you know, for like for specifically for my OnlyFans, I would rather have like under 500 solid fans who buy all my videos, like everything I do, watch everything you do, and, and continue to resubscribe every month, then have a million followers. I don't want to be recognized. I don't want people to be like, oh, it's you. Right. Um, I want to feel safe wherever I go. And especially traveling alone in foreign countries, which I do often, I think that that's a better, It's there's more value in that for me. Yeah. So I love this like medium profile thing I'm doing. It's, it works really well for me. Yeah. Um, unfortunately I'm not currently building sets, which is like my favorite thing to do. Like I fucking love it. Um, and that's okay. I'll do that again. I'm just not doing it right now. Yeah. Mostly cause there's no fucking supplies here. <laughs> and all I was going to say earlier before you said, no, don't say it. I wasn't going to say anything crazy. I was just going to say, I'm pretty sure unless there's a lot of rock painters out there, I think I remember seeing a few videos that could have been you. I'm, they probably were. I did actually, been. it was bizarre it went bizarrely viral um i don't want to give too much away and maybe we can talk about it separate but uh it was one of those things like there was like articles in the paper like it just kind of like blew up oh wow and and my mind was just the the wheels started turning really quickly i was like how do i monetize this and i was like you need to get rid of all these 11 year old girls (laughs) that are following you and start fresh 
you already figured out the algorithm, right? Like you know how TikTok works. You know how to build a following. You know how to get people watching. So maybe start doing that in a different – in like a little bit of a different environment. Not environment, but like with a little bit of a different purpose. And so I, I did – and I was, and I was fairly successful. Well, and I got to know, so going from painting to, okay, now I'm going to start making porn. Like, yeah, I mean, that's obviously two different sides of the spectrum. Like what, Very. so what, I guess ultimately made you come to that decision? Were you like, were you in, in that moment with somebody and you're like, you know what? I should put this on film. <sighs> so I will say when I was younger, when I was like 18, I was a dancer. Okay. Um, I danced when I was 18 and I, I was doing it to, this is terrible. I was doing it because I, I was addicted to drugs. Okay. <laughs> and I was, um, I had the wrong reasons in mind. And I even went to my family and was like, hey, I'm dancing to support my addictions, this and that. And then I got clean. So I'm actually, um, I do drink. But mm-hmm. I'm, um, I think I'm 17 years sober from drugs. Congratulations. So, hey, thank you. That's amazing. Um, and I was a cam girl back in the, like, my early 20s as well. But doing cam stuff back then was, it was weird. It was kind of awkward. Um, really, for me, it was just like I, you know, when, okay, when Lyft came out and mm-hmm. when Uber started, you're like, holy shit, that's so crazy. I have a car. I can make money. It was kind of like I discovered OnlyFans right around the time that I was trying to make this this changeover, this crossover. And I all I could see was dollar signs. And I was like, wow. So this website will literally allow me to completely control what I'm doing however I want. Like if you have a free site, you can put whatever you want on your free site and then have the videos locked and have people unlock them. And if you have a paid site, which I have, mm-hmm. um, they can get this for free, which what they get is total nudity and some masturbation. Uh, and then they can unlock the sex videos. And I was like, I think that's going to work for me. I'd rather have everyone pay. Mm-hmm. Um, I just saw, I just saw like the gold in the, in the sky. I was like, Oh my God, it's like Sonic the Hedgehog jumping for coins. Like I was like, fuck yes. Right. It just seemed, it seemed too, well set up and I just really what it was had nothing to do with like anything other than me seeing an opportunity like like I never wanted to be a Lyft fucking driver right but because I didn't see like a lot of money in it but I could see a lot of money in OnlyFans and so I just jumped in yeah it's it's crazy I've actually had some people um, that I've talked to and I won't mention names but it's okay they they got and maybe you know afterwards but not on here but um they got into OnlyFans and I mean within a month you know they brought home fifty grand in a month yeah my and first I'm, month I um I was in the zero point two percent within two months of starting OnlyFans so I went I I was very fortunate I went crazy viral. Um, on TikTok and I had a really huge following. I had this like interesting experience with the masseuse that I made some videos about and it went viral and I, and I sold, I took, I made a porn with him and I sold it and it just like bumped me right the fuck up. It was insane. I made so much money and then it's so weird because I, again, I believe so much in the universe. So all this crazy stuff happened, right? I made all this money. Like I bought a fucking Range Rover with cash. Okay. Wow. And then my brother died and this is my second, I lost my other brother 10 years ago. And so my second sibling died. I was like, I'm fucking devastated. I can't believe it. 
And I was in a position because of OnlyFans. I took an entire year off of work. I literally just was like, I'm done. I'm checking out. I'm taking a minute. And I would never have been able to do that if it wasn't for OnlyFans. And I'm so fucking grateful that I discovered it when I did. I was about six months into it when this happened and I just stopped what I was doing and I was able to just live off that money for that time while I grieved, while I figured out what I wanted my next move to be and and took that time for myself. And I think that you know, people talk shit, but they can suck my dick. Cause like it was the, one of the best things that's happened to me. And I really believe yeah. truly that I was meant to discover it when I did, because it enabled me to properly handle that situation when it arose. Because if I wasn't in that position, I don't know what the fuck I would have done. Like, Oh right. my God, imagine trying to, imagine trying to fight to pay your rent and pay your bills when you're grieving the second. Like I'm an only child. I'm totally freaked out. Like this was so much for me. Sure. And I didn't have to think about any of that. Money was not an issue for that time. Money is an issue again, and I'm now <laughs> climbing back into my ranks because I spent a bunch of it. Um, but I was able to take that time and just really lean into how I was feeling. Well, and look where it brought you. I mean, if you were still at your job. And here job, I am in Costa Rica. <laughs> that's what I was going to say. If you were still at your job, you wouldn't be right there in Costa Rica no. right now. No. No. So, you know, no. that's, that's amazing. I think it doesn't matter however a person wants to do it. If you can do it and you succeed and that's what you wanted to do, then that's, that to me is being successful and making it, you know? Thank you. That, that's amazing. Yeah. I'm really happy. Good. And so you're basically shooting. So you're directing, acting, producing, editing like everything's on you right so if you ever watch one of my videos i i make this like really silly little like credit reel at the end and it's like produced by whitney blues starring whitney blues casting by whitney blues makeup by whitney blues lighting by whitney blues editing by whitney blues <laughs> um yeah so what i do is i use tinder i go out um i go on tinder i get dates and typically i would date people that are a lot younger so i'm 37 so i should usually go out with like 23 24 year olds Okay. And I'll tell them ahead of time. Like, I'll be like, hey, let's talk on WhatsApp. And I'll say, like, you know, um, just to be frank, like, I'm looking for uh, a fun scenario. Maybe we make a video together. I don't necessarily need your face unless you don't mind. Uh, it's whatever you're comfortable with. And then maybe we'll exchange. Like, they'll be like, can I see a video? Typically, <laughs> is what they say. So believe me, I've given a lot of porn away that nothing came from. <laughs> Um, and then they'll like maybe send me a dick pic and I'll be like, okay, cool. And if we decide to go from there, we will go to a bar. We'll meet in a bar. We'll have a drink to make sure we have a vibe. Because for me, the biggest thing is that my viewers are watching me like actually fuck. Mm -hmm. They're watching me enjoy having sex and I right. don't ever sleep with anyone. I don't want to fuck. So that's half the fun is like, it's legit. So, um, I, we make sure we have chemistry and if we do, then we, um, go back to either their place or mine and we make a video. And then once it's done, I will edit it myself together and send it to them, get their approval in writing, and then I will release it. And only then. Um, so that's just like my, that's how I do it. But I, but I do not work for anyone else but myself. Um, I've never shown up to a set and had to like, you know, 
hook up with someone I didn't wasn't attracted to or I had never met before. It's nothing like that. It's just like totally, totally real. And because I, you know, I'm, I'm very active on Instagram and I'm always posting on my stories there, I'm typically like, hey guys, I'm on a date right now. And I'm like, it's a yes for me. Let's see if it's a yes for him. And I, you know, I talk about it and I joke about it. Um, and I think my followers get a really big kick on the the realism of all of that. Like they're like, we're literally going to get the video from yesterday in a day or two, depending on his response time. <laughs> okay. I could only imagine, like right now I'm trying to envision like someone – you're hitting them up on the phone, and it's like, I want to make a video. And as a guy, you're like, wait, what, what am I? What, is this for real? That's probably why they're like, oh, show me a video, because they probably think it's some scam. You know what I mean? Because usually it's yes. the guy putting it out there like that, not the female. And so, I, I mean, if I were in that position, I'd be like, whoa, whoa this well, isn't for real. <laughs> I start off, I always start off with, um, typically what I'll do is I will send them like, a, like if we exchange numbers and we move to WhatsApp, cause I'm in a foreign country. So that's what I use. I'll send like a quick video clip where I'm talking and be like, hmm. say their name is John. I'll be like, Hey John, how are you? <laughs> Just like, so they see that I'm real for one, because based on my profile, they might think I'm fake. Um, and then I'll be like, just so you know, like, this is my intention I, I'm going to be frank. I actually am working on a, I, you know, I have my OnlyFans page and I'm, I'm working on doing this. And if, if you're interested, like this is what we're here for. <laughs> yeah. And, and then they can either immediately bail, which some do, or they can be like, I'm interested, like, tell me more. And then, and then we'll start exchanging stuff. A lot of the time, I will say, because I choose these younger partners, these young guys, they're like, oh yeah, I've already done this. I've already made like eight porns. Like I dated a girl. <laughs> They're all, they all have like already fucked an OnlyFans girl. They're already all on OnlyFans. Like it's crazy. It's crazy. Now, yeah. And do they ever, they know you're posting this, so you're getting paid for this. Do they ever expect compensation from you? No. So I have, I have a deal where I say first video is free. You get a great experience. Um, if we happen to work together more than once, like I will 100% pay you. And there have been people, there was one guy I worked with probably 10 times. Um, and oh, his, wow. and I was like, Hey, let me, let me compensate you. And he was like, absolutely not. You, this is your thing. You're beautiful. I love you. And I just want like, not, I love you, but like, I care about you and I want you to, you know, thrive. And I've gotten to fulfill every weird fantasy I've ever had. So thanks. Um, and that okay. was his, that was his response. And I have found that literally I've never paid anyone ever. And I have like a, I think like a 70 video inventory. Wow. It's a lot. I have okay. a bunch and I've never paid anybody. Um, no one's ever asked for money. Um, which is, it's fine. I mean, like I, again, I totally would. I will say if we go out, like I will, I 100% always pick up the tab. So if we do meet out for a date to start the night to make sure we have chemistry, you're not paying for that. Like I'm paying for that. I'm paying for the cab home. I like to all, cause I'm also like usually 15 years older than these motherfuckers. So I'm like, <laughs> I got it. Like mama's got it. Don't worry. Uh, yeah. I pay the tab always. Um, you, unless they're sneaky. You really, 
you've really taken on like the male role if you think about it because <laughs> you're paying for their dinner it's like oh here have another drink have another drink want to go to my place you i don't know, get like, them that drunk <laughs> <laughs> no 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 and i'm not saying that i'm just saying like you get them loose enough to where you're like okay you're ready to go yes you know and and, and typically I mean, if a male is out there looking for something like that, that's what he does. He pays for the dinner. Right. He invites the person back to their house. So that's quite the turn of events. And I don't I don't disagree with it. It's kind of nice seeing that the guy doesn't always have to put in the work. A lot of people <laughs> tell me, I've been told this a few times, they're like, you are a fucking dude. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, baby. Uh, I was kind of raised by my brothers. Like, I just, I have a very male mentality when it comes to sex and relationships. And I just, I know what I want. I know what I like. And I also really love... I'm not a dom by any means, but I do love an like like an air of control. Like mm. it is important to me to know that that I'm I'm controlling the situation. And so when you're on you know, the online doing the dating apps and you're looking other than age, what are you looking for? Like what's your type of person? I guess you <laughs> tend to go to. <clears throat> so or do you not have one? I don't really have so I like all like colors i i have no mm -hmm. preference when it comes to like white dudes black dudes whatever i just go for like I, I feel like i can see it in their eyes like one i look for a profile that shows three things i need to see your teeth like that you have enough fucking show me your fucking teeth like guys who don't have their teeth in their profile <laughs> like can i just say this out loud listen up motherfuckers put your teeth in your profile um <laughs> really just that they have teeth but then also just like I, I don't know. I can kind of tell by looking at someone if they, they might be DTF or like down for my weird cause. Um, and typically I can tell within like a few messages as well. So I'm not really out here looking for anything specific aside from just like an open-minded person who I'm attracted to, who I find yeah. attractive. And I typically do find... <sighs> I know people don't want to hear this, but I like like young, hot, hard bodies. I don't even have a hard sure. body myself and I'm 37 and do not work out, but somehow I'm pulling these hard bodies. So I'm just going to fucking do it until it shuts down. <laughs> like do it till it's, till it's over. Right. Like hit it, well, hit it while you can. <laughs> And the way you approach it, I don't think it's ever going to die down. Like, no man is going to miss an opportunity like that. I'm sorry. It's just. Some are not interested, I, but I don't, uh, I don't well, take anything personally. Sure. That's like my main thing too. So I met this guy. I was with this guy last week who, holy shit, he like blew my socks off. Right. And I was like, wow, that was so fun. And I'm like, can I see you again? I, this is the next more. I spent the night at his house only because I had to, because I literally couldn't have gotten home which sure. I don't usually do. Um, and the next morning I was like, so will I see you again? And he said, I have your number. And I was like, uh, fuck, <laughs> all right, <laughs> damn. Uh, which means like, no. <laughs> it damn. means no, I can't see you again. Um, and I was like. He's like, now leave before my wife gets home. <laughs> uh, it sucked. It's, it felt like shit. And I, and I went home and I thought about it a lot and I was like annoyed. And then I had to remind myself like, it's not about you has nothing to do with you and anything you do is amazing and you're great. And like, he's just not on the same page as you. And that's totally okay. Everyone's allowed and entitled to feel however they want. So anytime someone rejects me, which does happen, um, or anytime someone is not on the same page as me, which also happens, 
it's not my business and it's not about me. I just have to remind myself that constantly. Sure. Constantly. It's it's an interesting it's an interesting industry to be in because you have to like not let yourself get hurt. Right. And, and you know that brings me to my next question Ooh. is you started at 35 ish, right? Yes. 2020. Yes. Okay. So you and I are the same age. Hello. Um and uh I was thinking I'm like, man, at 37 I I don't think that I could just put myself out there to a 23-year-old girl. I just don't think that you know, they're out there looking for what I consider an older guy now. You right. know what I mean? Like, so was it hard for you to bring yourself to like attempt it with younger guys like that? Or was it pretty easy for you? So this, are the, I have some thoughts on this. So when I was younger, I only wanted to fuck older guys. And as I got oh, older, okay. as I got older, uh, my preferences switched a little bit and I became more interested in younger guys. And I think that younger guys like older girls and older guys like younger girls. Okay. So men, Nowadays, men yes. my age are fucking women that are younger. So it's not hard because the younger guys want this like MILF character. They want this, this, this they're looking for me. Um, I'm 37 now, so maybe when I'm 45, it'll be a little different, and I'm going to start fucking guys that are, like, that are 30, 35. Who knows? But right now, for whatever reason, I am it for 22 to 27-year-olds. Like, they're like, fuck yeah, mama. Like, and so, no, it was it was not difficult for me. But okay, when I was 22, trying to fuck a 27-year-old was basically impossible. <laughs> so I was fucking, like, 40-year-olds then. So I'm going to try to um, guess the situation a little bit okay. and, and of your mindset. Okay. I'm going to try Please. it. Please. Completely inaccurate. Okay. When you were younger and you were hooking up with these older guys, was it more because they were experienced? And now that you are 37 and you're going for younger guys, is it because you're kind of doing the reverse thing and want to teach them? A hundred percent. So when I, so, so crazy that you literally <laughs> hit it on the nail. So I was talking to someone just yesterday and I was saying how when I was younger, so I have a, I have a friend who recently I just met and he is very inexperienced and his girlfriend is, okay. his girlfriend's only 25 and he's super nervous about hooking up with her because of his inexperience. And I was like, honestly, good luck. Because when I was 25, I didn't want to fuck someone inexperienced. All I wanted to do was fuck experienced guys. Like that's all I wanted. I was inexperienced. I, I was striving towards finding experience. And so when I was younger, I always went for older men because I wanted to gain the experience. As an older woman, now I thrive in the environment of teaching. I actually love, and especially with my porn, I'm a very vocal person. I talk through most of my porn. So if you don't want to hear me talk the entire time, don't subscribe to me. Um, cause I'm like, Oh, you fucking like that. You like that? I'm gross. Uh, I, I tend to want to teach them everything, you know? And so I actually love somebody who has little experience. And I'm not saying I want a virgin by any means or anyone that young, but like, I want people mm -hmm. who maybe have not, you know, broached some of the subjects that we're broaching or whatever it is. Like, I just want, I love the inexperience, but when I was younger, no, it was a turnoff for me straight up until I, I would say until I was 30 inexperience was a turnoff 
And now inexperience is a turn on. Okay. So I will say to anyone who's inexperienced, there's hope out there. There's some freak who wants you, I promise. She just might not be in your age bracket and you just need to out, you like broaden your horizons. Okay. Yeah, that makes sense. And I came to this conclusion because I relate it to me a little bit and it's not, not on the sexual part of it, but like when I was younger, I was always into technology. So I would always follow along with, you know, someone that was older and more experienced with the, the new technology. And now that I have learned and I have gained the knowledge, I really find it, uh, interesting and fun to teach someone who's not as advanced in something with technology. Like if someone's like, Oh man, you know, I've, I'm just, I've never done email or I've never used Microsoft office. I'm like, Oh, let me help you out with that. Or my recent one is this podcast, like interviewing people. And there are so many people out there that want to start a podcast, but have no idea how to do yeah. it or what to use. And I'm like, I, my my inner nerd comes out and I'm like, ooh, let me show you, you know, and I and I'm the I love same that. way. Yeah, I'm the same way. I, I find that like I I give women. So I, I meet a lot of women who reach out to me and they're like, hey, you seem pretty successful on OnlyFans uh, in our, and, and within your like um, Instagram and TikTok platform. How did you do it? And which I should probably charge them for my coaching, but I literally am like, oh my God, come over. What are you doing? Yeah. <laughs> or let's video call or whatever. I, I love teaching people. And I think that that's something, maybe it's like the book nerded me or whatever. But as I get older, I want to feel like I'm contributing something yes. to the world and teaching people in any way that I can. And if, if I can teach people how to grieve properly, which I know how to do, how to grow a business properly, which I know how to do, how to grow a social media presence, which I know how to do, how to make porn, which I know how to do, how to how to be in tune with yourself, whatever it is, I love that opportunity because it makes me feel like I'm I'm adding to the human experience. And and I think that as we get older, we want to teach people. And I just happen to be a disgusting pervert and want to fuck young men and teach them how to fuck. <laughs> I, I disagree. I don't think that's disgusting <laughs> at all. I'm kidding. I, I know it's not disgusting and I shouldn't put myself down because that it's like a dirty joke. Sure. Because I don't think I'm disgusting either. I think I'm actually incredibly um, aware and and totally un um, non-judgmental when it comes to that kind of stuff. Like I hear everyone and, and want to be there for people, yeah. but I joke. I make jokes. And, and that's okay to do. I just think that some people... Look at something natural and just because it's not with one partner, they feel like that's not an okay thing. And Can we talk about that? Sure. Go ahead. Like, Yeah, tell me. This is something that really bothers me. So people are always coming at me and they're like, oh my God, you slept with how many people this month, this and that. And I'm like, okay. Okay, yes, I did. But when I'm in a relationship, I'm fucking the same dude five times a day. This pussy's getting more use in a relationship <laughs> than it's ever getting in my single years. Like my pussy is not getting destroyed right. by doing porn because I'm fucking a person twice a week. Like it's whatever. And I feel like people assume that because of what I do, I'm like out here destroying myself or whatever, which is so annoying. When if I was in a committed relationship with one nymphomaniac, which would be the only way I would do it. 
um, <laughs> this vagina would be wrecked. Right. But it wouldn't even be wrecked because vaginas are literally built to withstand childbirth. And I guess that that's like my my only complaint really about doing what I do is that people assume I'm like, you know, hot dog down a hallway, loose, crazy. And I'm like, yo, I like have sex three times a week. <laughs> Shut up. Well, and not only that, it, but if that were the case, anybody that gave birth, that's how it would be. If it didn't go back to normal, like there would be. I mean, that's obviously way bigger than any man you're going to ever have. Vaginas are superheroes, okay? (laughs) They can handle. I know. And I guess I just wanted to say that and put it out there because I feel like that is something that constantly comes up. And it's not something I can, like, fully explain on TikTok without getting banned. Right. Um, you know, I, I, as you've seen my lives, I talk in code constantly, Mm -hmm. trying not to. to, you know, not to get myself in trouble. And people are always accusing me of being this, like, loose gross person and i'm like yo my vagina is like in better shape than most women who are in relationships because i don't have the same dude shoving his dick in me five times a day right no we're taking massive breaks in between like i would love more sure (laughs) i want more (laughs) but it doesn't always work that way right and you know it, it was always uh kind of odd to me that a woman is stereotyped as a slut if they sleep Ugh. with more than one person but a man could sleep with 10 girls He's and the man and you're a pimp or you're you know and it it doesn't make sense to me because you're li- like just because i guess the man's not having something put into him I, I i don't know i mean it just it never made sense to me i don't know why people get that perspective about it women. doesn't make sense to me either and i get so frustrated about it yeah but I, I mean, it's one of those things I almost don't even like when it does come up, I don't even have the conversation because I just don't care. I think that I'm so grateful for this new generation because what are they called? Gen, Gen Z? Gen Z, yeah. Yeah. So these Gen Z kids, like, you know, they're super open to this gender stuff. They're super open towards everything. And they seem very open towards sex workers. And they seem very like... They're just very sex positive and I really appreciate that. And that's one of the reasons why I sleep with a lot of younger people because I feel like they get it. Mm -hmm. They do. And so I think that the world is heading in the right direction. I think that these, you know, the older folks and the boomers and stuff like they don't they don't really get it. And they're still a little caught up on that that stereotype of a girl who sleeps around as a whore, but a guy who sleeps around as a pimp, you know, I think it's where we're at in life right now. I think it's 50 and above. That still believe right. that anybody under fifty, because I don't feel that way. Some, some, yes, yes. Because my parents are like, "You're a bad bitch." <laughs> yeah, and they're you know, and they're you know, uh, I hate to stereotype this, but it's also like the um, the Woodstock, you know, people like they they were very free and loose and, but and like, they were fucking everybody. So who the hell are they? But that's what I'm saying. Like that, those are the people that are that are on the right side. Like right. the people okay. that, yeah, yeah. So the people that you know, aren't, they were the more, they had the old fashioned parents, the, the very business suit and It comes tie. down to religion a lot too. It, absolutely. Absolutely. You know, a lot of, a lot of people are raised like super religiously and they, they believe what they believe. And I get that. Yep. My parents were both raised super religiously and they happened to raise my brothers and I without religion mm-hmm. and with no stereotypes whatsoever. And they, you know, when I went to them and I said, hey, I'm, I'm doing porn for a living, both my mother and my father admitted 
something to me. I won't say what, but they okay. both had this. Um, they both had something to tell me to show me that they accepted who I was and what I was going through. Like they were like, just so you know, I'm, I did this in my life. And I was like, holy shit. Wow. And it was really beautiful. And I, and I, again, back to the whole, like, I know that that's not everyone's experience that does what I do. Like most people's parents do not accept them fully. Mm -hmm. Um, but I, I wish, and I, you know, Hey, all we got is time, right? Those people are going to die. (laughs) All those miserable old curmudgeons are, they're not going to be here forever. Well, and that's the other bullshit thing I think too, is everybody in their life, whether they were younger before kids, they did something that they would not accept their children doing today, you know, and even whether they admit it or not, um, I think it's very healthy for you to sit down with a child when they're at a mature age and talk to them about anything and everything. Um, I don't think that what you did, you should hold from your children because you're right. not letting them know that what you did is okay. What you're letting them know that you're human just as well as they are. Oh yeah. My dad. So it's kind of sad. My dad's brother um, died of a heroin overdose before I was born, but I knew I'm probably too young of an age that my dad had tried and, and kicked a heroin addiction mm-hmm. before I was really, I guess before I was born but it was something I knew my whole childhood. And so I had this idea. No, I mean, I, as I said, I'm a recovering drug addict myself. Mm-hmm. Um, not from heroin, Jesus. Uh, <laughs> but like I knew this and it was something my dad was super open with me about. And I, I appreciate his openness. And I appreciated growing up in a home where, where he was real with me. And I know that I have friends. And as we got older, we learned truths about, our, about their parents that like – probably should have been out in the open because I think it would have made those people, those friends of mine, better versions of themselves if they had known this going into their lives and and their parents hid it. And right. so they had this idea of like, oh, my parent is perfect, this and that. And I was like, bitch, no, they fucking aren't. Um, no one is. No one right. is perfect. And I think that I think that this these these younger generations are really they're really open to that. And I think that you know, us millennials, we're the parents now, right? We're kind of approaching parenting. I'm not a parent, nor do I want to be. But I think we're approaching parenting with, um, with a truth and an honesty that my parents had, and they were very unusual for their for their era. Um, And I think it's a beautiful thing, because these kids are going to fucking grow up knowing the, the rights and the wrongs. Like, wouldn't it be better to learn from your parents mistakes than to not know your parents mistakes? Like, isn't that such a more beautiful thing? Like, I knew my whole life heroin is bad. <laughs> no one ever warned me about crystal meth, unfortunately. Um, <laughs> but that's okay. Yeah. I got through it. Um, but you know what I mean? Like, I knew that. I fucking knew it my whole life. And, and it was, like, so important to me to know that. And I just think that there is a beauty in telling the truth to, the, to who you're raising and who the next generation is. Yes, absolutely. This has been way crazy good conversation. Like I've oh, had good. so much fun and I do have some uh, lightning round questions if that's okay. okay oh just... my God. Yes, yes, yes. Please. Okay, cool. So what is your favorite movie and your favorite TV show? Oof. Okay. My favorite movie is The Bodyguard. 
with okay. Whitney Houston, Kevin Costner. My name is not Whitney Blues, but I chose the name Whitney because Whitney Houston's my favorite singer of all time. And the movie The Bodyguard is so fucking good. Yeah. Oof. Okay. So favorite movie, The Bodyguard. Favorite TV show. I don't watch a lot of television. Um, I I like anything with sex. So that one movie that or one 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 show that came out with the sex, it was recent. Um, I don't even know what it was called. It's on Netflix. Yeah, sex, sex talk. She fucks. She fucks a dude. She's married and she's like thinking about her ex boyfriend and they fuck all the time. Oh yeah 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 yeah. It's but that's an actual like not, series. Yeah. So it's not like I don't have a favorite TV show, to be quite honest. So my favorite movie is The Bodyguard. Mm-hmm. Don't have a favorite TV show, but anything with sex is good. All right. Real quick, I remembered what I was going to say. So, <laughs> sorry. I'm back no, no. You're, I'm fine. I have nothing to do. Okay. So when you are in a relationship, a committed relationship, okay. do you stop what you're doing as far as going out with other people? And stay committed, or do you have to have that open type of relationship if you're okay talking about it? If not, I understand. So I would love to find somebody who I could make porn with mm-hmm. and then not need to cast co-stars and just mm-hmm. do porn with them. That would be the ideal relationship for me. Um, I have not been in a relationship in the last five years. I I was I was like... In a, I was I was grieving my first brother, and then I decided to start dating again. I dated a guy, and then we broke up, and it broke my heart. And as soon as I started feeling like I was ready to date again, my other brother died. Oh, wow. And so I just am not really in a place right now where I can fully be there for anybody. I'm, I'm still working through my own emotions, and I'm not really available. So I'm just making my porn. Um, so I really haven't had to cross that bridge. Like, I haven't dated anyone since my porn career started, um, I've, I've, I've made multiple videos with people as like on a friend level who someone I worked with. Um, but no dating has not worked. Would I, would I stop my job for someone? Maybe, but my goal is to, to do this till I'm 40. So I'm 37. So I want to do this on 40, get a bunch of money in the bank and then just like stop. But also, hopefully, at that point, I'll be so famous that I'll like have my own talk show. <laughs> yeah, or something, or something, sure. whatever that means. Um, writing a book, whatever. Like, I'd love to move forward from here, but um, dating is not really my my goal. Yeah, and currently. I guess in reality, you could continue doing your job. Just it would only be with one person. Oh yeah. And it could work really well, especially like for me, the better the chemistry is like the hotter the videos are typically. Um, and my followers like a hundred percent see that they're like, Holy shit. That video was so good. Whenever I fuck someone I'm super into, they like lose their minds. Um, so do I, (laughs) uh, and I, 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 yeah. And I prefer (laughs) that. Like, so it would be so ideal to meet someone who is as big of a freak as me and is like, I'm so into this and I want to do this with you. It could be amazing. We could be millionaires. So guys, I'm available. I'm looking for someone with like a big dick and a great personality and super funny. That's all I want. Uh, and, and just teeth. Like have all yeah. your teeth. <laughs> have them all. <laughs> um, I don't ask for all much. Right. Okay. <laughs> All right. Now back to the questions. What is your fi- Yeah. What is your favorite food? Two. Fried chicken, watermelon. Okay. 
I That's love interesting. Them. Oh God. Chicken <laughs> wings. I fucking like when I eat chicken wings, I literally like go in the house and I shut the shades um, and I eat everything like the bones. I'm disgusting. I eat chicken wings like there's nothing left. Oh, really? Yeah. It's gross. I love it. And watermelon I eat every single day. There's a cut watermelon in my fridge right now. Oh, you better be careful if you want to keep your teeth eating those bones. No, no. I cook them so far down that the bones are just like just falling apart. It's gross. I It's a problem. Oh. Yeah. Huh. Interesting. Yeah. No, okay. I don't post that. No, you can. <laughs> I can. I can delete if you want. No, don't. <laughs> okay. Uh, if you could live anywhere in the world, where would you live? Right now? I've never been there, but I would choose um, Italy. Okay. Yep. I want to fuck Italians. <laughs> I think that's uh, pretty standard across the board, yep. honestly. I want to fuck think. Italians. I want to go to Italy, and I want to fuck the Italians. Okay. That's my answer. And, all right. And when you drive, are you a slow driver or a fast driver? No, I'm a psychopath lunatic. Like, I, <laughs> I'm, I'm like weaving in and out of traffic. Unless Maynard is in the car, my dog. Uh-huh. I drive like a maniac, but if he's there, I drive good. Is he named after the lead singer of Tool? His name is Maynard James Keenan. Okay. They actually have the same birthday, which is April 17th. It's coming up. Maynard will be eight years old. He's my baby. Now, what uh, what is your favorite genre of music? Well, if you had asked me this 10 years ago, it would be rock and roll. Um, my favorite genre of music right now is really like... I guess kind of like alternative. Um, I, mm-hmm. I like to say so I'm a singer. Uh, anything with like a girl vocal, like I don't even know what the fuck it's called. Like I listen to kind of like alternative EDM vocals. I have no idea what I listen okay. to. I okay. I use Spotify. Um, right. It's great. It plays me a bunch of stuff that I like. Well, now you can use that to listen to this podcast because I'm on Spotify. I know. I was I was already <laughs> listening to your podcast on Spotify, actually. Oh, cool. I All was. right. And then are you a go out to eat or stay at home and cook type of person? So in Costa Rica, it is actually cheaper to go out to eat. Uh, the oh, groceries okay. here are very expensive. Um, and I tend to go to the grocery store, buy a bunch of food, and then not like cook and eat it. So I tend to, I have a coffee and a banana at home or in some fruit, some watermelon in the morning. And then I go out for like one big meal a day and I buy that in a restaurant and that's it. Um, It's super hot. So you don't need to eat as much when it's super hot. Like you, you, I feel, I I don't feel hungry as often, but when I'm in the States, I like to cook at home. Okay. Yeah. Perfect. And then finally, who is your favorite TikTok creator? Oh, geez. That's um, a big one. <laughs> so I don't even know the name of my favorite TikTok creator. Oh, man. That's a really hard one because like, I do watch a lot of people on TikTok, but I don't even pay attention to anyone's names. There's this one woman where if we follow each other. She doesn't have a huge following. I think she has like maybe less than 10,000 followers. Mm-hmm. Um, she's a mom, she's a new mom and I, I use a lot of the audios that she uses and I think she's really funny. Um, I don't know her name. I feel so bad because honestly I would love to shout her out right now because I, I just think she's really cute and everything she does to me is really honest and she seems to hold nothing back and I really appreciate that about her. I, I, I just really like what she does. She, she's, she's similar to me in the sense that like she doesn't give a fuck, yeah. but 
um, there's something really, really true about her. So I, I, I could go dig it out, but she's, she's really good. Um, other than that, yeah, I feel bad. I want, I like want to know her name and I don't. That's okay. If you think of it, just let me know and I could do it in the, the little intro I, I do for your video. Oh, you know what? Your... I, bef- when we end this, like I will find out and I will have you do that because honestly, like she's really underrated and I just, I, I don't know. I just like her. Okay. She's also yeah. always popping up on my for you. So I'm on, a, I'm on account number six and I don't know how many people I even follow, which is probably very few at this point. Not I, me. I lose, I lose all my everything. Every time they delete me, I lose my, the people I'm following. I lose my followers. I lose all the money yeah. I'm supposed to have for my lives. Everything is just gone and I have no way of getting it back. And then it sucks because I'm like, you right. to build back up. So as of right now, this account I have is only six weeks old and she is the person I think is doing the best. Okay. Awesome. Well, Whitney, this has been so much fun and so interesting. I'm glad we were able to discuss your book and the painting and everything. Like it was just, it was really just great. And you've been fantastic and I appreciate you you. coming on. You're going to cut my name out of it, right? I don't have your name on here. Didn't we talk about my name in the beginning? Oh no, it was before you hit record. Okay, we're good. Yeah. (laughs) So your name is solid, I promise. My name is solid. Uh, no, it was really fun. Actually. I really appreciate you inviting me. Um, I, I feel honored. Thank no, you. it was great. Yeah, of course. I mean, I knew when I saw you live before I even knew what you did, just you as a person, I can, I can just tell. So, you know, it wasn't like, Ooh, she's important. I want to have her on my podcast. I'm not important. You know? <laughs> no, no, no. She, uh, she's in porn. Oh <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So I just heard important. See, my brain, my brain makes shit up. It's like important, bitch. No. Yeah. Yeah. It wasn't about the porn or anything. I just, it is important, but I'm just saying like, that's not what it was for me. Like you just gave off a a vibe and an energy that I enjoyed and, and yeah, I wanted to have you on and I'm so glad we were able to work this out. I love it. Thank you. And I promise to promote everything about it. I just, I I really appreciate you inviting me. It was wonderful to talk to you. Yes, you as well. Thank you so much. Of course. Well, you take, yeah, and you take care and have fun in uh, Costa Rica and making some more videos and we will definitely keep in touch and Whitneyblues.com. Yeah. Yep. Whitneyblues.com. If you want to check out any of her fun creativities yeah Yeah. (laughs) there you go pornography (laughs) there we go all right well thank you so much for coming on again and we'll talk soon okay okay all right bye-bye whitney blues great person absolutely amazing person She was great to talk to, such a nice individual, and I think I'm so excited to read her book. I cannot wait for that to come out, and it was really cool. I mean, all the shit that she's had to go through, losing both of her brothers, it's just, you know, what that does to a person, no one ever knows unless they experience it, and she has just come back full force and said, you know what, fuck it. I'm going to do what I want and nobody's going to tell me otherwise. And that's what she's doing. And she's living and loving life. And I can't tell you enough how much I envy that. So I know you guys loved this episode. And next week I'll have another fantastic guest right here on TikToking. So if I don't see you, 
Good afternoon, good evening, and good night. Bye-bye now.